Hey Amy, it's May 30th, soon 4 o'clock in the afternoon here in Austin. It's 88 degrees, uh, which is 30 degrees Celsius. Um, and I've submitted to the daily slathering of sunscreen and wearing a hat, and I'm still on a mission to find comfortable clothes. Coming from New York, I've been transitioning away from black and more towards white. And at any given moment now, I have about four to five mosquito bites that I itch around in circles. So, um, yeah, we just came back from the beach in South Padre. I hope you enjoyed my little postcard voice recording. It was really lovely to get a break from our day-to-day -day life in Austin, but also from the news and to have this kind of white noise from the beach consume my thinking. It was also the first time in my daughter's still very short life that she saw the beach, and it was really something to see her basking in the sun and watch the waves beat against her tiny chest. She even developed this little beach trot after a few days, and that was glorious to see. I've appreciated your continued thoughts on self-love, and yeah, I think about it constantly with V, how to teach her to love herself, separated from anyone else, including her mother. And the idea of self-love feels very connected to the body for me. Even if she's still barely two, I think about what kind of image of myself I'm projecting onto her. I think we've both mentioned it in previous letters, but only briefly. Um, but yeah, I had an eating disorder in my early teen years and more or less hung on until my mid-twenties. And it's really only after experiencing a pregnancy and giving birth that I became fully appreciative of my body, if that's a way to describe it, um, and it's and it's a it's kind of funny, but I vividly remember somewhere in my second trimester, which like by the time your organs have moved around to make room for the baby, kind of realizing that I've been holding in my stomach for about twenty years, and. Um, that's just absolutely crazy and well, yeah, maybe also kind of sad. Um, yeah, so anyway, I think about the projection of self-love and the projection of, of a healthy body image constantly and even how easily shame can come sneaking in. For example, I find myself trying to over-explain things to barely two-year-old, um, even, even as she's learning what the word dirty means. Um, it's actually kind of interesting because as a parent you introduce the word as, hey, you shouldn't put that in your mouth because it's dirty, as opposed to this sanitary and safe object that's okay to put in your mouth. And then the word becomes, hey, after that cracker has been on the ground, we shouldn't put it back in our mouths, okay? So eat this one that's on your plate instead. And then there's the difference between a dirty diaper that I want to change her out of to give her a clean one, and I'm super sensitive to her associating the, the notion of dirty to any of her private parts. And it feels like even in these small differences, there are a lot of nuances. 
and it's and of course it's it's totally unnecessary for me to worry about all of this but i feel like i'm constantly maneuvering the words she picks up and the ways in which she wants to use them but thankfully right now there's no heaviness to to this i'm trying to stay playful and open and creative and most things that i do as a parent and the things we do together i don't know if you would what you would think of this but when you talked about the idea of pride and your issues with it i was thinking that i wish that instead of the emphasis on pride there was a stronger desire for play like in comp- i i completely understand why there is a strong force for pride and sexual identity particularly the ones that have been oppressed and continue to be and obviously pride parades involve a great deal of play and that play is fun and fantastic and wild and tantalizing but i guess i'm thinking more about the type of play that children do sometimes there's a kind of boundless curiosity simplicity and earnestness behind their play um and i'm i'm thinking this is before a child turns into an actual asshole um because the world is so cool but um i hope you know what i'm trying to get at um maybe i'm rambling a bit but i think it would be cool if sexuality had more focus on play than on pride i feel like there would be less shame around it too and that kind of reminds me of what selin's siamma said about sex scenes in movies you know how there should be more play than performance uh so what else um well it's definitely hard to come back to a world that is on fire um even though you know it was probably always on on fire and i never really left this world but um i don't really have anything new to add what is already being said right now i mean i <laughs> i can't even believe your um the quote you said from your um director of religious affairs and and obviously i can't believe our president but um yeah i just i just really don't know what 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 i can add to all of that so i'm just not going to um i read rachel cusk's kudos on the beach and um I enjoyed how the third book in the trilogy was almost like a parody of itself. It was entertainingly cuskian, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, I started a book on seeds by a guy called Tor Hansen because uh, V and I like to pick mountain laurel seed pods from the ground. We shake 'em and we break 'em. And um Yeah, I can't explain how much I miss browsing through a bookstore or just miss walking through a museum with my hands resting behind my back, but I think about those things a lot. It's probably why I've been binge listening to any podcast that is about women in the arts. So if you if you know of any good one, uh please send it my way. I've listened to all of the Getty episodes. and i'm almost done with the freeze magazine's bow down podcast that plays that pays a tribute to the 
to female artists. And um, I'll send you one episode about Claude Cahoon. Um, maybe you know her work already, but I, I'd only heard her name but didn't really know much about her background. She was born Lucy Renee Mathilde Schwab, and she was a French photographer, sculptor, and a writer. And she adopted the gender ambiguous name Claude Cahoon in 1917. And I think she's best known for her self-portraits and for writing books together with her step-sibling and lifelong partner, Marcel Moore. Um, they were kind of queer pioneers with their books and photographs, and Julia Czech, the author of Trans, uh, a memoir that she wrote, um, talks about their work and lives in one of the Bow Down episodes. It was really fascinating to listen to, and it made me think that they may have appreciated Caroline Emke's quote, I'm also queer because it makes me happy. I mean, what a, what a glorious and beautiful sentence. I love how it positions itself without shame or any kind of negative scrutiny and focuses on the light and love in the expression of queerness. I had to look up Nico Case because I missed her somehow in growing up, but that line from man was very, very cool. So thank you for sending her my way. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it for now. Um, tell me what you, what you see and notice when you take Tila out for walks. And of course, I'm always curious to hear your thoughts on anything that you consume books or music or movies um so take good care and i'll talk to you soon love sil